takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Going to the right. Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Let's go. Good snap. Good hold. And the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. What's up, college football fans? Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Cover 2 College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smithson, joined, as always, by my co-host, the Oki Longhorn himself, Dalt. As usual, first and foremost, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm better tonight than I was a couple days ago. I didn't really get to watch yeah. a whole lot of football this weekend. It was kind of a slow weekend for me. I, uh, I'd have... Somebody talked about a big game happening. I don't. I don't even really know what what's going on. Yeah, that was there a game this weekend. I, I'm unaware. I I, I, I didn't no. watch it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it must no. Not I happen. watched every I, watched every freaking down of it. I woke up Sunday just really hoping that I had a terrible dream, and when I woke up in my own bed, I knew that it wasn't Saturday, and I wasn't getting off of work. Yeah, uh, it, it was quite a weekend, Dalt. Obviously, um, I found myself on the better end of it than you this time. You know, there's we've we've both been on the the high end of that and the low end of it. the The weekend of Red River is always it's just so. I like a, after that game Saturday. I I didn't even I didn't even pay that much attention to college football the rest of the day because like I was just like so overstimulated from just the you put so much of yourself as a fan into that game and, and it, that game, it was just nuts, but we have other games to talk about Dalt. We're obviously going to do a quick recap of our week six, our picks. And uh, we, we have a new AP poll we're going to talk about tonight. Um, and we will get into a week seven already halfway there, Dalt. It's uh, it's gone by rather quickly. Um, and not slowing down. So we will get into that week seven preview. Um, but with that, Dalt, we can get into our AP poll if you would like to get to get right into that. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> remaining at number one is the Georgia Bulldogs, who increased their uh, first place votes from 35 back to 50. Uh, Michigan yeah. at two with 11 first place votes. Ohio State moves up one to three with one first place vote. Florida State moves up to four with one first place vote. Uh, OU moves up to five, or seven spots to five, no first place Who? votes. Uh, number six, Penn State. Number seven, Washington. <laughs> number eight, Oregon. Uh, dropping six spots uh, to number nine, my Texas Longhorns. Uh, dropping a spot. The undefeated six and zero University of Southern California Trojans, after they squeak out a triple overtime win uh, against Arizona, 
late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, depending on where you're listening from. Uh, number 11, still Alabama. Number 12, moving up two spots, North Carolina. Uh, Ole Miss moves up three spots to number 13, jumping 11 spots to number 14. Your second favorite team, the Louisville Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 15 is still Oregon State. Utah moves up two spots to 16. Duke moves up two spots to 17. UCLA stays idle at 18. Washington State drops six spots to 19 after their loss to UCLA. Tennessee moves up three spots to uh, uh, 19. Notre Dame falls 11 spots to 21. LSU moves up one spot to 22. Kansas comes back into the top 25 at 23. Kentucky drops four spots to 24 and dropping eight spots after what was just the most ridiculous way to lose a football game. The uh, Miami Hurricanes drop from 17 to 25. Just on the outside, Mm. Missouri, uh, Wyoming had a big win. They upset Fresno State Saturday night um, in Laramie. Uh, Air Force receiving votes. I do believe Air Force is still undefeated. Uh, Wisconsin, Tulane, West Virginia, uh, Clemson, and just kind of Maryland and Iowa just on the outside looking in. Right. And so, you know, Missouri, Fresno State, they drop. You just talked about uh, Fresno State getting upset by uh, Wyoming. Hey, that could potentially be good for you guys. Uh, Wyoming hey, cra- keep cracks winning. into the top 25. Yeah, they. that's a good football team, though. Uh, but, don't you know, real quick looking at these rankings, you, you brought up Miami. And, you know, we used to do our, um, what do we call it, good, bad, and ugly. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, if we did ugly. that this week, they might – they. They might be my bad and ugly because that um, that's some of the worst. I, I've I've seen a lot of people talking about how I guess Cristobal like somewhat to a degree doesn't believe in the victory formation. Like he's not big on that for whatever reason. And I, I'm just like, what? Like anyway, but yeah, Miami's obviously. They drop, and then so the the big movers up obviously were Louisville after that massive win against Notre Dame, and then like you mentioned, Oklahoma after the win win against Texas. Um, you know your Longhorns that they dropped to nine. I still think that's a top ten team easily. Um, still think Texas is one of the best teams in the country. Dalt, um, I stand firm on that. Um, you know. I think I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Dalt. I would have put Alabama above USC. I, I, I don't know that USC is one of the ten best teams in America. Like the the offense is incredible. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams is is unbelievable. But is it? I mean, is it is it incredible? Well, I mean, right? You I mean, they didn't look great Saturday Arizona. night. Well, they that's what I'm saying. Like the, State. I mean, you you look at them against some of these other teams in the top ten, and like, would they win those games? Maybe, but every one of these other teams in the top 10 is pretty close to what you would call a complete football team on both sides of the ball, like respectable, good on offense and defense. And then you have USC who's it's, it's just like an atrocity on defense, which we're going to, we're going to touch on them a little bit because they were Arizona was your super dog that hit for you. Uh, and then we are picking a USC game, but you know, looking at the rest of these rankings, Dalt, you know, Ole Miss kind of sitting there at 13, just kind of kind of just hanging in, you know, looking pretty decent in that SEC West. But, you know, they do have that loss to Bama. 
Um, so you know, UCLA jump back Bama in. To drop two games. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Uh, UCLA jumps back in. Kansas jumps back in. That's also good for you. Uh, you know, with that, that continues to be a top twenty-five win for you guys. Um, and then you know, Kentucky they stay in. I, I think that's probably right. I mean, they just they got hammered by Georgia obviously. And I have to own the fact that my bold prediction was uh, for them to walk in there and win that game. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong, but um, they, they did early on. They, they kind of beat themselves too to a degree. Like, obviously I'm not going to say had things been a little different, they might've won that game, but you know, they, they didn't play very well on top of playing a really good team in Georgia, but all, you know, I, the rankings are kind of we, we don't obviously don't touch on a lot of this like it's just something to read off and talk about every week i mean do you do you have anything else that yeah. really stands out well no nothing really stands out that's kind of that's almost exactly what i thought the top 10 would be in our group i sent i thought oh you would jump to 5 after that win i didn't think they would punish texas out of the top 10 for losing that game kind of on a last second deal um i was i i didn't think they would drop usc but usc did look pretty bad against what i mean what we think is a not very good uh arizona team who's kind of given quarterback two top yeah two top 10 teams now they gave washington a fit the week before and then they almost pulled the upset of usc Gosh, what what kind of perfect week? What kind of perfect Saturday would that have been for OU fans if Arizona um, pulled that out? That would have been the pinnacle. It, it would have been the pinnacle. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Now, a lot of OU fans would say they needed OSU to lose on Friday night. You know, I personally could really care less, and I, I just I'm going to just get this off my chest, Dalt. I watch USC. Oh boy, and let me just say. I am by no means claiming that Oklahoma is a national title contender. I, nothing of that degree. So don't don't get me on that. But it is so refreshing to watch Oklahoma play football and on both sides of the ball, I genuinely look forward to seeing guys make plays because they are doing that. Whereas in years past, under Lincoln Riley, you expected nothing from the defense. Nothing. No. It was a miracle, Dalton, if we got off the field on third down. And third and long, even. A miracle. And then a turnover? That was like, what's going on? And again, I, I'm not saying yeah. OU's great. That, that's not what I'm claiming. But six games in this year, I find myself enjoying – I enjoy it much more. It's It's just – the offense, obviously, it's it's not as good. Jeff Levy's not as good a coordinator as Lincoln Riley. Like, it, Caleb Williams, Dylan Gabriel's not as good as Caleb Williams. I'm not saying that. But the offense is fine. It's good. It's really good. And then the defense, it's it's just light years different. Again, not, not calling them the 85 Bears. But it is just so nice to not see games like that game that USC played against Arizona. Like, OU, it's it just totally totally different and there's plenty of games to be played maybe something crazy will happen and i'll look like an idiot that's fine but 
it, it's just I just I just had to get that off my chest because I, I just watch it and I almost just I, I watched most of that Arizona USC game and I just kind of it's just like I chuckled to myself. It's just like man, like how refreshing. It's just it's just refreshing. I, that's all I can say. Like, and and I don't necessarily think that it's because Oklahoma's defense is just got talent all over it but you don't get guys out of position and they tackle exactly immensely like better simple than things. what they have in the past however many years little things like you don't have to right. be supremely talented on defense to get it done you just have to, to be good tacklers i mean look right. at look at probably make, one of the best the linebackers plays. to come out of the big 12 yeah one of the best linebackers to come out of the big 12 of recent was Malcolm Rodriguez, kid from Wagner, Oklahoma, that played quarterback at Wagner, and why was he raved? Why was why is he so damn good? He didn't miss a tackle. Like mm-hmm. if he had you in a hole, you weren't getting away. Yeah. So I, I I think that that's just that's just a big relief for OU fans is the fact that y'all tackle y'all tackled extremely well, and leading up to the year, Texas tackled pretty pretty well ourselves and we just kind of played out a characteristic on saturday so i mean we'll get into that later i don't want to get ahead of that no but I, 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 think yeah, that, just, I think that usc dropping is going to be a trend oh yeah and they got a tough they got a tough four-week stretch uh coming up there there we're going to find out how uh how good usc is pretty quick but Dal, we we'll get right into our recap um and you know Doing a doing a recap and preview in the same episode, we're not gonna you know dive super deep into these games. Um, but our, our first game we picked, I believe it was Alabama A and M, correct? That was the the first one we picked. Yeah, because you put me right on the spot with right, right. My I didn't know um, which way to lean pick. So Alabama goes on the road to College Station and they defeat Texas A and M twenty six to twenty. They do cover. Bama went in as a two and a half point favorite. Uh, that was. Your only win of the weekend, correct? Yeah, it went one and five. Yeah, so so you were on them there. I obviously took the opposite there because I told you last week that I was just going to pick opposite of what you picked uh, on that one. So I took A&M plus two and a half. Um, obviously, like I said, Bama covers. Uh, watched a little bit of this game, Dalt, but, you know, <clears throat> the biggest thing I saw coming out of this game was a lot of A&M fans. There was quite a bit of discourse in the uh, Twitter sphere uh, about Jimbo's decision-making in this game. Did you see any of that stuff? I, I seen where Casey Smith went on a little bit of a rant about it's time for the excuses to be done and whatnot. Um, I, I didn't really – I watched kind of the end of this game. I didn't really watch the middle of it. I was – I was a touch. You were in a bad, I was a you touch were in a bad place. I was a touch <laughs> inebriated. I didn't want to. I didn't want to look at a TV um, until we got back home, and I got a little bit of food, in my, food in my system. Um, but I caught the end of this game, and just look at if you just looked at the stats. I mean, this is was a pretty balanced, like pretty even game. Like the score is close. I mean, it's a one score game. I mean. Both teams had 16 first downs. Both teams were 4 for 12 on third down. Both teams were 0 for 1 on fourth down. Um, you have, which I th- I believe that Alabama's 0 for 1 on fourth down was the last second play where they heaved it out of bounds. 
Yeah. Um, but 344 to 306 total yards. The turnovers, I mean, Alabama had two to Texas A&M's one. I mean, this is a really close game. I, I know let me that, ask you something. Uh, Not to cut you off. <clears throat> How many games would you say a team typically wins when they rush for 23 yards? None. None. Not none that's at all. I, that, that's what Alabama had. They Together, combined, these two teams rushed for 90 yards combined. That is insane. Well, we and, talked about uh, this. Uh, this Texas A&M front is unreal. Right. I, and, and I agree. But at, at, at what point do, do we kind of transition from, hey, these are two unbelievable defenses to like, do either of these teams really have – well, what what are they looking like at running back? Because I mean, come on, dude, twenty three rushing yards. Like, I, I mean, Texas A and M is not that Tom, good defensively. Like, come on, like Tom Tommy Tommy Reese is a fraud. And then Bama has fourteen penalties for ninety nine yards and still finds a way to win this game. I mean, I, which I, I had listened to another podcast that, I, like I said, I, I didn't really. I watched quite a bit of this game, but I, I between being at work and like that two thirty window is kind of hard for me because it's right about when I'm getting off work, doing a lot of stuff. It's hard to really keep up with my phone because that's that's how I keep up with these games when I'm at work. Um, but I I just saw that he had I think he went for it or he he chose to punt on Alabama's forty five on fourth down instead of going for it. And what's the punter do? Kicks it out of the end zone for a touchback. Like, so you you just that, give up twenty yards. That's that's it, right? Like that that if you're gonna punt there, like you gotta pin them deep. Which, I mean, at the, Texas A&M man. I, at, at what point? At what point do they move on from Fisher? Like, at, at what point, Dalton? I mean, do they just not want to pay think the buyout? They ever do. I, I mean, I, I said it. I took out. I took A and M to cover in this game, but my least surprising outcome for this weekend was Alabama beating A and M. And again, I would say ninety percent, ninety five percent of the college football community was absolutely not shocked that that A and M lost this game because that's just what they that they lose this game to Alabama every year. Every year, it's oh, this is finally our year. Bama's down. Oh. Uh, Texas beat Bama, so surely we we can beat Bama. Like uh, you know, it's it's all all you hear about, and and they go in there and <clears throat> they get beat. So like, yeah, all it, of a sudden, all of a sudden, Alabama goes from being Jalen Milrose, the worst quarterback Alabama's had in fifteen years, to no, all of a sudden, Alabama's a pretty good team. Right, and I know that that uh, if there was one thing that you took solace in on Saturday, it was uh, the fact that. You you guys can hang that over AM that y'all y'all beat Alabama. Not only did you beat Alabama, but you beat them at home. And they they got beat by them at home. So that that was definitely yeah. probably the highlight of of your Saturday, most Texas fans. Um but yeah, you uh you took Bama there, no surprise that they cover. Uh I had AM, so you start one and I start own one. But we will move on to Alt our uh our second game of the weekend. Uh this one I would say it was pretty big surprise to both of us. 
UCLA at home defeats Washington State 25-17. to 17. Uh, The Bruins came in as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and we both thought that that was just, like, insanity. And we both took Washington State. And, I mean, UCLA just controlled this game pretty much start to finish. I mean... I'll, I'll say this, and this is kind of crazy. UCLA might have one of the, if not the best defense in the Pac-12. I mean, you hold a They're team good. like Washington State to 216 yards, right? four turnovers, yards. only 11 first downs. Yes, which, I mean, Washington State's not going to be a team that's going to really run it down your throat, but holding them to 12 rushing yards is incredible. Um, I just – I didn't watch any of this game, but whenever the final score no, popped up, I was, I, was blo- I was blown away. You know, Dante Moore, he has an – I don't even want to call it a, an okay game. He's 22 for 44 for 290, a touchdown and two picks. Biggest thing that stands out to me is – Carson still goes 30 carries for 141 yards. And that's pretty good. The time of possession was 38 minutes to 21 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, I mean, you, you just look at it. I mean, UCLA just dominated this game, Dalt. 24 to 11 on first downs. Like you said, held them down, held them to two of 13 on third, 0, 0 for 1 on fourth, only 12 rushing yards. I mean, on 19 attempts for 0.6 a carry. Uh, dominated time of possession. Um, you know, it, it blows my mind, Dalton. I, I I get the whole it's California and there's more things to do. But UCLA is a top 25 team, along with USC, playing in the Rose Bowl, one of the most historic venues in the sport, and 35,000 people out of a capacity of 88,000 in attendance for a top 20. Basically, looking back on it, I mean, Washington State, I think, might have fell out. Did they fall out of the rankings after this, or are they still ranked? And UCLA jumped back in. So it's basically a top 25 matchup and like you have nobody there to watch it and you win at home. Like it's just, it's just pitiful to me that that whole situation. But yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, this, this was just a huge surprise to us both that UCLA, I mean, I won't say that they won the game. We just, I mean, we both were kind of getting high on Washington state and what they had done after beating Oregon state and then they go in there, and, and UCLA, like I said, they just dominated them, Dalt. I mean, it, it, there's really no other way to put it. That, I mean, there's really not much more to say on it. I mean, it was just it it was a it was a bludgeoning for UCLA. I know the score doesn't really say that, but I mean, it was. I mean, they controlled everything. Right. So we will move on. That was a loss for both of us. Uh, our next game, Dalt, an SEC shootout. Uh, up in uh, Columbia, Missouri, as LSU goes on the road and I guess mounts a comeback because it looked early on like Missouri was going to run away with this this game. It was, what, 22 to like six, I think, or something like that early on? Yep, 22 22 to seven. And uh, LSU scores 22 points in the fourth quarter. They came in as six-point favorites. Like I said, they win 49-39. You took Missouri. Uh, plus, what was it, six and a half, I believe, or six? I think it was six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. So you took Missouri yep. at plus six and a half. I took LSU. And, I mean, I, I would say kind of the story of this game is, you know, Jaden Daniels is 
he, he he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now. LSU just cannot play defense. I mean, it's bad. Like they are horrendous. Yeah, this uh this uh this 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 hurt my soul even more because I I I had it. I had Missouri, they were down 3 trying to go score. I was like even if they don't score like whatever, I I cover pick 6 with 34 seconds left. Just right. just to put me away. Um no, uh this like you said this game started off Missouri was just jumped right out of the gates and jumped on their head. Um, 527 total yards for Missouri. You would think that Missouri would have won this game. No, they give yeah. up 533. So it's right. uh, 274 yards rushing for yeah. uh, LSU. Both teams played sloppy penalties. The only th- big difference was Missouri threw two picks. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you you win the turnover battle and it, or you lose the turnover battle and give up two fifty on the ground and in the air. It's pretty difficult to win a football game, Dalt. I mean, like you give up a ton of yards, that's one thing, but when you're giving up pretty balanced two fifty and two fifty, and I mean that two fifty on the ground allows LSU to control time of possession by just about five minutes in this game, which makes a big difference. Also, um, you know. Both teams played pretty sloppy too, 11 penalties each. Um, and man, Missouri, one thing I will give them, those uniforms they wore in this game were unbelievable. Those uniforms were awesome, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I but, agree. But yeah, Jaden Daniels, he's he's pretty unbelievable. And I, I still stand by what I said in the preseason. He is maybe or probably the best quarterback in this conference. It's just LSU, man. Brian Kelly's got to figure it out on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you would you would have never thought a school like LSU could not get it done defensively. And, I mean, they were a unit last year that they weren't bad. I mean, they weren't great, but it's like they've gotten worse. So I, I don't know what's going on there, to be honest with you. But that was a win for me, Dalt. I had, I had LSU minus six and a half that late. That late pick six got it done for me. Uh, it was only one of two of my wins this week. Neither one of us had a had a very good week, but uh, we we will keep on moving on this recap, and we head to the Louisville Cardinals. Dalt getting it done at home against Notre Dame. You, uh, if if you're looking for some a couple of guys, listen, all of our listeners, just just listen. If you're looking for a couple guys that know ball, all right, we know ball. LSU or Louisville, Duke. I mean, I I had a guy, a guy that I've worked with. Dalt, he messaged me this week, and I, I guess he uh, bets on games quite a bit. And he was like, "Why, why didn't you?" Because he found out I had a podcast about college football. He's like, "Why didn't you tell me about Louisville?" Because I guess he had lost money picking Notre Dame. And I was like, "Sorry, man. You know, listen to the pod. It's it's simple." Now I will say, I I did pick Notre Dame to cover in this game, but that's neither here nor there. But Louisville. I mean, we can just call it what it is, Dalt. They kind of dominated Notre Dame in a way that I don't think most people thought they were going to in this game. Yeah, um, Notre Dame got absolutely exposed. Um, you uh, turn Sam Hartman over three times, and your quarterback doesn't turn the football over. 
and you just give it to your running backs and just control time possession. What a what a great win. I mean, it really was kind of closer than the score shows. But in the fourth quarter, um, they rattled off 13 unanswered mm-hmm. to jump out to a 33-13 to 13 lead and just put this game away. I just – Louisville, I don't want to say that I think Louisville has a chance to win the ACC because – I don't know. They, they avoid Florida State. And Clemson. And Clemson, yeah. I mean, the the, the rest of their schedule, Dalt, it's not super tough. I mean, outside they, uh, they two, got Duke. Two, two weeks, you're going to get one. They, they've got Duke coming up, and then they finish with, you know, Miami. See how, we'll see how good they are towards the end of the year. And then they do have Kentucky, who I do think is a good football team. So I, I think I picked Kentucky this team. game doesn't matter. Did, did I pick – I think I picked Louisville to go 9-3. and three. So – Realistically, they could lose all three well, of those games, and I mean, I'm spot on. Well, on their way, I th- I think they could go ten and two. Yeah. Easily. So, uh, yeah, just you know, a couple of guys that know ball. Adult. Louisville, they win this game thirty three to twenty. Although, sadly, we both picked Notre Dame to cover. This was a game in the preseason that I I didn't think Louisville would win as high as I was on the Cardinals this year. Um, but Notre Dame, man. I, what did we talk about, Dalton? Uh, the trenches up front, we didn't think Louisville would be able to hold up at the line of scrimmage. And Notre Dame rushes for 44 yeah, I yards. Mean, I mean... Yeah, this this is a... Uh, this is kind of a statement win, and you really wonder what... What is, what, what is going on with Notre Dame? They look great for the first three weeks of the season, and then they can't get a push against a team like Louisville, who has been in just knockdown dragouts exactly. for the past three weeks, with or for three out of the four weeks, with teams that aren't very good. Yeah, I mean Georgia Tech five point win, uh, Indiana seven point win, NC State three point win. You just beat in, you just beat NC State at NC State by, I want to believe it was ten points. Like you can't tell me you're not. More I think it was worse than that. I think was they beat them by like. Tw- I think they beat them by like twenty-one. I'm pretty sure it was like well, forty-five, I mean, twenty-four. I think. I I just this this game. I really expected more from Notre Dame. You know, year two uh, no under doubt. Marcus Freeman, and you bring Sam Hartman in. I know they're going to say they're kind of injury ridden at the wide receiver position, but you have got to be better than this. I understand Louisville's a good team. But going into this game, we both thought that Louisville was a very good team, but we thought Notre Dame was a great team. Exactly. But good for Louisville. I mean, we talked about this. I believe their coach is uh, – is it – did Bohm come back to Louisville or did he go to Yeah, just Je- Jeff Brom. Brom, Brom, Brom however yeah. you say it. Sat- Satterfield left Louisville for Cincinnati. Right. right. Yes. Louisville was kind of happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dalt, you know, like like I said, we we both took Notre Dame here at minus six and a half. Uh, Louisville, they do they do cover, so that was a loss for both of us. And 
uh, just just kind of a game that went in a way we just didn't really expect it to. But, you know, we'll keep moving on this recap. Georgia, they did what Georgia does, Dalt. Um, oh, we, put we up, got bamboozled. Put up, uh, we, we might have gotten bamboozled, yes. Um, put up, what, 31, I think, or something like that, 34 points in the first half. Uh, win going away 51 to 13 against Louisville. They cover the 14 and a half. We both took Kentucky to cover 14 and a half. I also, in my boldest prediction, picked Kentucky to win this game. So thanks a lot, Kentucky, for making us both look like complete idiots, more so me than Dalton. Uh, but, you know, Georgia just, just they, they kind of just. They just kind of showed all that, you know, they can crank it up to 11 still. Like, they, they have that ability. They're a really good football team. And, you know, I just don't think there's any arguing that they're still the favorite to win the national championship. I mean, after a game like this, you just really can't say anything else. The biggest the biggest thing for me was I know Kentucky only had five penalties for 60 yards, but they were at the most unopportune time to happen. They were very – they were very um, undisciplined, and I don't know if Mark Stoops is aware of this or not, but you have to guard Brock Bowers. It usually helps. I mean, I know it's hard, but leaving him wide open isn't the option. Um, no. Seven catches for 132 yards and a touchdown, averaging just, you know, almost two first downs, a catch. So uh, you've – I really feel like – I really feel like an idiot for taking Kentucky now because just leading up to this, you kind of – we all kind of felt like, ooh, Georgia can be had. Here here we go. Like, here, this is the chance for Kentucky. And right. Kirby Smart – Kirby Smart just kind of drop kicks everybody and then it, it just proceeds to uppercut Miley Cyrus in his postgame conference. <laughs> I saw that. I did see that. That was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I said it last week is, is we're, we're both going to pick Kentucky to cover in this game and Georgia's going to go out and beat them. I think I said by like 21 or something. And we joked and laughed about it. And that's, you know, essentially what happened Dalt. Uh, but yeah, there, there's really not much more to say. Uh, Brock Bowers, he's unbelievable. Uh, there's there's people talking about him having a chance to be in New York at the Heisman ceremony. I don't know how realistic that he should is. Be. He's the best I, player in honest. the country. I mean, he, he's he probably is the best player in the country, but it's just not. It's a quarterback award. Like it just is what it is. Uh, but with that, Dalt, we like I said, we both took Kentucky, so that was a loss, <clears throat> and uh, we will move on to our final game we picked. And uh, now we're done. The Oklahoma's we're good. <laughs> We're good. Just moving on. Um, What's this week's games? The, the 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 Oklahoma Sooners go down to the Cotton Bowl, and they hand your Texas Longhorns their first loss of the season. Uh, final score was thirty four to thirty. Dalt. Uh, just, I mean, you want to talk about a football game that had just about everything a football game could possibly have? I mean, the highs, the lows for both teams. Uh, you know. I did take Oklahoma plus six, but I will go on the record of saying I was wrong. I did not think Oklahoma was going to win this game. I, I did say I actually went back and listened to it just to hear what I said again today before we recorded. I said that there was a way Oklahoma could win this game. I didn't think it was impossible, but 
you took Texas minus six. I took Oklahoma plus six. Oklahoma does cover. They went out right. Um, there has been several bits of discourse, Dalt, on Twitter. Um, I know you've heard it from from your fellow so-called friends that are Oklahoma fans. I've I've tried to kind of take it easy on you because I love you, um, and I know I know how oh, serious no, you I, take this because I I know how serious I take it. But give me your thoughts I, on the I, game. Dalt. I will. Uh, I will, I will, I will say this. I will make good on our bet. Um, I'm going to wear the shirt you picked. I about asked you, I about asked you what size shirt you wore. And I was going to go to Walmart and buy an OU shirt in that size. I was going to wear it once instead of burning it. I was just going to gift it to you and I'd probably sign it, whatever. Well, you could I, hang it up behind you that way. I, I, I wore it yeah, for I you know. tonight, Dalt. I wore it for you tonight. I, I'm going to make good on it. Wash it next week when we do it in person. I will wear it. I'm going to make good on that. But hats off to Oklahoma. Um, They really did what they had to do to win this game. They had to make Texas kind of turn the football over and play out of character. And they did that. I mean, Quinn, throws a, Quinn I believe, started the game five for nine or four for nine with two picks. Right. Um, and then he had the fumble on a drive that was on first and 10 trying to do too much. So I think that uh, OU did exactly what they had to do. They played better. They wanted it more. They controlled the line of scrimmage. And that was not something that we thought that they were going to be very successful at. Um, kind of something we talked about was Brent Venables. How was he going to play Quinn? Was he going to heat him up? Or was he going to play coverage? And Right before the game started, I had seen a thread where it said that Quinn, they talked about it on game day, Quinn is like 70% when you blitz him. And I said, everybody's been talking about BV having to get after Quinn, this and that. And I, I tweeted this and I said, I would almost bet money that he plays coverage because when Quinn is has to go to his, section, his third and fourth options, Quinn gets a little happy feet. The line can't hold up that long. And that's exactly what happened. BV called a great first quarter of defense. Once Quinn settled in, though, Quinn went back to being the elite quarterback that he is. I mean, I believe he went on a stretch to break Colt McCoy's Red River record of 19 straight completions. I think it Um, ended right at 19. Yeah. yeah. Was it right at 19? I think so, it, yeah. Just It was just a great game planned by OU. I mean, Jeff Levy called what might be his best game ever as Oklahoma's offensive coordinator. He mm-hmm. went tempo. Dylan Gabriel played perfect. I don't want to say perfect because I've caught a lot of flack for saying that OU played perfect. Dylan Gabriel played his best football game of his college football career on Saturday. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't perfect by no means, but he has not played to that level his entire no. career. And, and I, I said that like Gabriel, the, what what he did with his legs is what made it the best game of his career. And just just the the situation itself and what the game is, uh, you know he he only threw for two eighty five and he he had the touchdown right at the end, you know, and he he just in this game. He just made every play when Oklahoma needed him to make the play. Like there were some 
some times yep. that he missed on some throws, but when when they needed a drive or a throw, like most of the game, he answered the bell. And I mean, <clears throat> as an Oklahoma fan, I, and this is no slight to Texas at all, it did get somewhat frustrating there kind of in that third quarter. OU had several opportunities with the ball to actually separate from Texas in this game. When it was 27-17, they have, you know, put the, it away. the fumble, like, and then they get the big, huge stop on the goal line. Like, there there were opportunities for Oklahoma to pull away and separate in this game. And I, I told you, Dalton, Texas did not play their best. I, I don't think they played as bad as some of your fans, your fellow fans are making it out to be. I don't think Texas played no. bad, like aside from the turnovers, like, and that, you know, is what it is. I, I don't feel like they played a bad game, but it's a testament to your team and how good Texas really probably is that with a lot of what went wrong for you guys still at the end of this game, y'all were up 30, 27 and OU had to drive the field and win the game at the end, the very end of the game. And, you know, like I said, this game had everything from, the the turnovers to a, a goal line stop on the on the a fourth down stop on the goal line uh a field goal to go up at the end of the game and then OU goes and scores a touchdown you have a blocked punt for a touchdown a, a massive running into the kicker penalty on on fourth down like the first 6 minutes of this game Dalton it felt like a lifetime i mean it it was insane I, and then you look up and it's only I, like I 10 to 7 get, so it wasn't like a bunch of points being scored it was just it was nuts yeah, I have an over-under for you. First six minutes of this game, over-under three-and-a-half beers drank by me in the first six <laughs> minutes of this game. I'll, I'll go I'll go ahead and say over. I think I'll say over. Over. I had I had four in the first six minutes. They were all sitting like this. I love it. When I watch football, Texas football games, I look I – know, I know my wife hates it because I will literally take my bucket of baseballs – and I will set it in the middle of the living room, and I will set it on a bucket of baseballs I love it. and watch this I game. I absolutely love it. Watch, e- watch every game. And I look up at six minutes, and after the whole six minutes of pump block and 10-7, whatever, I look up at the deal, and there are four empty beer cans, and I have the fifth one in my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, it is the f- it, it's not even halfway through the first quarter. I was like, this game is going to make me pull my hair out. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this, doll. I got to get this off my chest. I'm not going to. I am not going to eviscerate you because you have not been unbearable since last year. But I have seen Ooh. your fellow Texas fans on Twitter getting everything that they deserve from Oklahoma because we're talking about a game a year ago that we don't score a single point in. And we catch every bit of it from your fan base for a entire year. We have devoted Texas football fan accounts changing their names on Twitter and having the score in their usernames on Twitter. So you can somewhat miss me with the this was Oklahoma Super Bowl when we have that going on from a year ago. And again, I, I'm not trying to come at you because you have oh, I, you've I, been as level-headed about it as anybody. It. But that is, if you can't handle Oklahoma being excited, and fans especially after, and just 
in general, what Oklahoma has gone through in the last year and a half fans, because we have nothing to do with the program, obviously. We just root for the team. Yeah. So our he- our head coach leaves us. We go six and seven. We lose a ton of games that we probably shouldn't. And we get literally eviscerated by our biggest rival and don't score a single point. And don't, just, just don't come to me with this. You guys are taking this too far. Now, I will say, uh, for me, I, I'm not going to get on there and do all that. One, because I know these teams are probably going to play again here in about eight weeks. And I, I do firmly believe in karma. And I'm just I'm going to just pause. I, you know, not saying I'm, I'm scared of that potential rematch by any stretch of the imagination, but it is very difficult to beat a team twice. But I, I just had to get that off my chest, Dalt, because I, I have just been – it's honestly been comical to me to see – some of the people on Twitter, and and it's just all these excuses. Uh, you just got beat. Was Texas fully healthy? No. But was OU fully healthy? Was OU fully healthy? I don't. After, I don't li- you know. No. Gentry Williams goes down. We literally lost our receiver. I think in like the third quarter, he's out for the season having surgery, and one of our offensive linemen goes down. Like this was just. Just take it for what it is. It was an all-timer, and one team, of course, had – I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Dalt. When when y'all kicked that field goal, I walked – I was walking back to my truck on my mail route, and I sat down in my truck in the seat, and I literally thought to myself – I actually said it out loud. I thought, man, we pretty much led this entire game, you know, had all kinds of opportunities to separate – and put Texas away to a degree, and they're going to end up winning this thing right at the end. I mean, right at the end. And I, it was just like, you know, that's it's a, they're a damn good football team. It just is what it is. Like, I was just like, okay. And then, of course, the rest is history. What happens, happens. But I, do, do you we're going to move on. Do you want to know what I said whenever we kicked that field goal? I <laughs> sit down on my couch, looked my wife directly in the eyes and said, too much time. Yeah. I, mean, I I literally looked at her and said, too much time. I had West Virginia flashback, flashbacks. <laughs> I had uh, Alabama flashbacks from last year. We have ruined two game-winning field goals by this kicker because our defense can't get a damn stop. Yeah. And I but mean, no, uh, it, I, it was a great game. And Go ahead. It, it was a great game, and I tweeted this, and I said, I effing love this rivalry. Even after, like, when we tied it, we took the lead. Even after you scored it, I'll stand on this. I love this rivalry. And kind of just what you're talking about, these Texas fans and OU fans going at it, I will say this. If you're an OU fan and you're going to come sideways at me, you don't come sideways at me if your nuts weren't on the table before this game started. Oh. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if you ain't got the balls to say it before the game starts, don't put your nuts on the table when it's over. <laughs> and, that, and that's where uh, I stand. And I, I stand firm on it. I mean, that that's fair enough. Fair enough. But Dalt, I, I think I'm done with that game. Uh, you know. Yeah, I am too. It, it Let's incredible. go on to the next one. It's the greatest rivalry in the sport. I, I Like I said on the preview, I'll hear no other arguments, but we, we will move on. Uh, we, we're we're going to end up going long here. I, I figured we might go a little longer tonight because of that game in particular. But Dalt, real quick before we get into our preview, our Super Dogs actually both hit 
You took Arizona plus 21. I took Wake Forest plus 21. Arizona obviously has that, what, triple overtime thriller against USC. And then I think I looked in uh, Wake Forest Clemson. That the final there was seventeen to twelve. That was the final in that game. Uh, so things things are still not good in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, but our our least surprising yeah. outcomes, um, I was correct on. You missed on that one. You took Kansas State routing OSU. Uh, d- did not happen in Stillwater. And then our bold predictions Opposite. we. We were both very much wrong on our bold predictions. You had Texas beating OU by twenty or three scores. I took Kentucky winning outright against Georgia. So with that, Dalt, we will move into our Week 7 preview. Uh, our first game, we're heading to SEC country, Texas A&M, going on the road to Knoxville, Rocky Top, taking on the 19th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. This game's at 2.30 in the afternoon at Neyland. Uh, Tennessee Dalt comes in as a three and a half point favorite. Uh, what what are uh, what's your early thoughts on this game? I uh, I don't I I gosh man I don't like Tennessee this year. I don't. I think that they are extremely overrated. I think that they have kind of had a pretty fairly easy schedule up till now and they're four and one. Everybody's like, Oh, they're four and one. How can you say that? Let's, let's look at who they beat. They have beat Virginia, probably the worst team in power five football. They beat Austin P. I, I think that's in Austin. I don't know. Uh, they lose to Florida who just gets their skulls beat in by Kentucky. They beat UTSA. They beat South Carolina. How good is South Carolina now? We don't know. According to Beamer, the Shane Beamer, that was Tennessee's Super Bowl. <laughs> but um, I like Texas A&M in this, plus three and a half. I think that they're the better team. And I think that what the big thing is is defense travels. Um, Tennessee loses Brew McCoy for the year with the uh, leg injury. So I'm uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M plus three and a half here. I, uh, I hope that. I hope I win this, but I'm not going to be mad if I don't. Let's just <laughs> let's just go there, right? Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm not I'm not super high on Tennessee like I kind of was before the season. Obviously, thought Joe Milton was going to be quite a bit better uh, than what he has been, but I am going to go ahead and take Tennessee here minus three and a half. I, I just think, uh, man, I I don't know. I, I think you're probably maybe right. A and M probably is the better team. But uh, Tennessee at home, it's it's a really tough place to play. And I, I don't know. Tennessee's just kind of been quiet the last few weeks. Nobody's really talking about them. I, 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 could, see, uh, I could see just the typical A&M collapse ensuing after the loss to Bama. And, and I, I just – I'm going to take I'm gonna take Tennessee minus three and a half here. I, I like Tennessee in this game. So ask, ask me who Tennessee plays next week. Oh, they they play Bama next week. They play Bama. It's a look ahead spot. Uh yeah, I get that. But uh, I'll give you AM plus three and a half. Dalt, I'm going to take Tennessee minus three and a half. We will move over to Big Twelve country now, and that is number twenty three back in the top twenty five. Kansas Jayhawks heading to Stillwater, and this is another two thirty kick. Dalt and Kansas comes in as a road favorite at Stillwater minus. Three. I uh, I was trying to do a little research 
I was trying to find out, Dalt, when the last time Kansas was a road favorite in a conference game. I, I couldn't find it, but I, I have to imagine this is, I mean, I know they've been a when little did, better this year and last, but like, I I can't even be, I don't know. I, maybe maybe I'm just missing it, but anyway. When Kansas did they three, win the Orange Bowl? I think that was 07. 07, pretty sure. so yeah. it had to have been then. Of course, Kansas was good in 2007. Right. Everybody was good in 2007. Right. Uh, so what, what do you like? What do you like here, Dalt? I like both quarterbacks at Kansas. I I actually really like them a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, Jalen Daniels, if his back isn't tight, he's great. <laughs> uh, you 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 bring in you bring in uh, the Bean Kid, and everybody's like, "Oh, he played terrible against Texas." Come on, the that's it's a top ten team in the country on the road, right? Um. What's he do? What's he do last week against UCF? Oh, I don't know. Just pedestrian eight for twelve for ninety-one yards and a touchdown. But they win fifty-one to twenty-two, and right. I'm pretty sure he had a load of rushing yards as well. Uh, uh, no, he didn't. Six for ten. That's shocking. But Devin Neal and Daniel Highshaw both go for over a hundred. They almost yeah. have three hundred-yard rushers. They rush for four, almost 400 yards, a yard off from 400 yards on UCF, who their fans are really loud to begin the year, and they're really quiet now. Yeah, um, I think I, th- I think UCF has still yet to win a Big 12 game. Pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, they, they are 0-3. They, um, they, got, they got Oklahoma coming up. Um, This, but my biggest deal is, is what Oklahoma State team are we going to get? Are we going to get bludgeoning 33-7? to South Alabama, Oklahoma State. Are we going to get an Oklahoma State team that looked looked pretty good? I mean, this is kind of the Oklahoma State team we thought we were going to get in the beginning of the year against Kansas State. Um, I I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I uh, I think that I think that they're kind of coming together as a team better. I think once you take Bowman out of his, instead of doing this whole three quarterback thing, I think he finds a better rhythm and he kind of played a decent game. He didn't have a touchdown or anything, but he didn't have a turnover. He threw for 235 yards. I think the biggest deal for, okay, never mind. I'm taking Kansas. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't trust him. It took, it took three turnovers by Will Howard for them to win this game. I can't. I don't think Kansas is going to turn the football over. Um, so I will give you Kansas minus three. I'm now I'm up, I'm frustrated, Dalton. I had to scratch that off my paper. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take OSU plus three. I was gonna go with you there, and I'm gonna stick with OSU uh, plus three. You know, I think OSU does still play pretty good defense. That South Alabama game aside, which I know you can't just pretend that that didn't happen. Like obviously, I'm not doing that, but. You know, they they did some really good things against what I think is a pretty good Kansas State team. I I still think Will Howard is a fraud, but, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Um, But, you know, I just think this game being in Stillwater, it's not a night game, so it's, you know, not that Stillwater is a super tough place to play. Half the fans will probably be gone by halftime to go drink, but whatever. Um, But, man, the, the key for Oklahoma State, and this almost cost them in that Kansas State game, Kansas State almost came back. They have got to put the ball in the end zone, Dalt. I mean, they settled yep. in the red zone for like four field goals against Kansas State. Like yeah, that just that can't happen. Goals. 
So um, yeah, I they am... uh, they kicked one, two, three field goals inside of uh, right inside the red zone. Yeah, uh, so I mean, you you got to cash in in the red zone, like or or you know you're going to eventually get beat by a better team in Kansas. Right now, they might be a better team than Kansas State, but uh, I'm I'm going to take OSU plus three. I like the Cowboys. I, I still haven't totally given up on Mike Gundy like some have, Dalt, but I'll give you Kansas minus three, and we will move on. Top 25 matchup heading over to the ACC. We've got number 25 Miami coming off just a totally disheartening, disappointing loss. They're heading to Chapel Hill to take on the 12th rank and 12th ranked and undefeated. North Carolina Tar Heels, Dalt. Uh, this game is at 6.30. North Carolina comes in as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, give me give me your thoughts, Dalt. What are we thinking here? Is this going to be the first team to 50? It very well I mean, might be. Neither one of these defenses are great. Um, this might be a quarterback's dream. Um, North Carolina got back Tez Walker this week. Which yes, good for the NCAA like that. That was long overdue. You guys, yeah, you guys were starting to look like a bunch of assholes, (laughs) just plain (laughs) and simple. Uh, But um, I like UNC minus uh, what was it three and a half? Yeah, three and a half minus three and a half. Um, I think that that offense is going to be too much for uh, Miami. I know that North Carolina doesn't play a lot of defense, but they looked. They looked really good against what was a pretty good Syracuse team. Yeah. Um, last week they only gave up seven points. Um, so I, I'm gonna take North Carolina. I like North Carolina and Drake May in this. I am uh I'm with you. I like North Carolina here, minus three and a half. I, I think they I'm not gonna say that they handle Miami, but I, I think with it being at home, Drake May has he's kind of starting to find himself this season, you know, got off to kind of a rocky start. Uh, but like you said, looked really good against a pretty good Syracuse team a week ago. And I think North Carolina's finding themselves in Dalt. You know, North Carolina's a team kind of like Louisville, which I think North Carolina's maybe better than Louisville. But, man, the rest of their schedule, like, it sets up pretty nicely for them. I mean, they got Duke at home, and then they have they, their other toughest game. They have to go to Clemson. So this is a team that, you know, I think we were both pretty high on in the preseason. But, you know, they have a chance to maybe – they they there's a world where they could go 12 and 0 but i don't know that that's going to happen but there that that is a possibility they, i with, mean they they could go 11 and 1 they could beat duke lose to clemson or lose to duke and beat clemson and still be in a firm second place with one loss because clemson has two losses now if duke runs the table or if louisville runs the table at this point your uh your odds of that they go out the window but i mean you you still have a really good shot to get to the ACC championship. And if you go 11 and one and beat Florida state in the ACC championship, there's a chance that you're going to get a nod at the college football playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so I will, I will put us both down there for uh, North Carolina minus three and a half, and we will move on to all we're heading over to the pack 12 for another top 25 matchup. The 18th ranked UCLA Bruins are heading up to Corvallis to take on your 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers. 
Uh, this is at seven o'clock, and Oregon State comes in Dalt as a four-point favorite at home over UCLA. And uh, this game may be a uh, it may be a defensive showcase, Dalt, and what you might not have ever expected. Yeah, it's going. It's a. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be a great test for both of these offenses. Um, Oregon State is going to want to run the football. And this is a UCLA team that is only giving up 64 yards on the ground. I that's that's a and this we just talked about how good this UCLA defense has been. Um, what it's going to come down to is which one of these quarterbacks can move the football um, productively down the field. Uh, I like DJU in this over Dante Moore. I know Dante Moore is a great quarterback, five-star, freshman, whatever. But let's not forget the last time that Dante Moore was on the road in the Pac-12. He looked bad against a pretty good Utah defense, but he did not look good against the Utah defense. And this is a Utah defense that Oregon State did what they wanted with uh, two weeks ago. Right. Um, I, like Oregon, I like Oregon State. I know they uh, didn't look great um, this last week on defense at Cal. Giving up forty points—that's that's kind of frightening for me. But uh, I think they come back home. Might have been a little bit of a look-ahead game against Cal. I like Oregon State in this. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna take an Oregon State as well. I just think they're the I think they're the better, uh, more complete team, um, and I think they're right now better at quarterback. I, I really like the Dante Moore kid. Think he's going to be really good, but just he's just not there yet as a true freshman. Uh, so I, I like the Beavers at home. Corvallis, tough place to play uh, up there. Yes, so I, I will take Oregon State minus four. And we are somewhat staying in the Pac-12 adult, but uh, only one of these teams. Uh, number 10, USC heading over to uh, Notre Dame. Uh, what is it? Is it South Bend? Is that right? Am I, am I losing my mind? Yes, yeah. South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, so they're heading over to Notre Dame, 21st-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish after a loss last week to Louisville. Uh, fourth game in a row for Notre Dame at night. Um, kind of crazy. I, I just thought about that the other day. But Dalton, Notre Dame comes in as a three-point home favorite in this game uh, with USC coming to town. Uh, this is their fourth-ranked opponent in four weeks. Yeah, tough schedule. I mean, they put Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, and then USC – and then in two weeks they play Clemson. Uh, man, um, is USC going to be able to stop the run? I mean, they're giving up 157 yards on the ground and 264 yards through the air. Uh, you know, this offense is prolific for uh, USC. We know they are. Um, Caleb Williams led. I mean, he's having what most are calling just stacking another Heisman year on top of last year's Heisman campaign. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. It's this is a tough one for me because I don't trust USC's defense, but right now, can I trust Notre Dame's defense? Right. You know they. Got a lot of points scored on by a Louisville team that's not half as good as what this USC team is. But at the same time, Louisville's defense is probably better than USC's 
defense by two times. Right. Um. I know. Link, I know. Lincoln Riley is just preaching how good the defense is, how, how they're going to win this game. Very. And I think very improved. This is going to be improved. a shootout. I think this is going to be a shootout. Um. Give He's me USC thinking. plus three. Okay. Uh, I we're we're starting to we're starting to be similar here, Dalt. I also like USC plus three. Um, I, I just think USC is going to win this game, and so like you look at that three, like they could win it by a field goal and they cover. So, you know, I mean, they, if they win, period, they cover. I guess I for some reason I was thinking they were the favorite, but. Uh, I just think they win this game outright. I just I think that they're they're going to score a lot of points on this Notre Dame team, and Notre Dame may score a lot. I, I think if I was Notre Dame, I would try to run the football the entire night and keep it out of their offense's hands. Will they do that? I don't know, but they're going to get a I, heavy dose to estimate. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Um, I I like I like USC plus three here. I think they win this game outright, Dalt. So with that. We will get into our game of the week, top 10 matchup, massive, massive implications in the Pac-12 race and the college football playoff race. We've got number eight, Oregon, heading on the road to play their rival, number seven, Washington. Um, A battle of two really, really good teams, two teams that look pretty darn good on both sides of the football um just sh- should be should be a really good game um it is a 2:30 game in the afternoon um but right now we've got washington as a 3 point favorite dalt so what do you do you like washington here or are you you going to hop on the oregon train um i think i think i'm man I'm gonna take Oregon. I uh, I believe in Dan Lanning's defense there at Oregon. I know that this Washington offense is prolific with Michael Penix, who just absolutely slings the pigskin around. But I think Arizona kind of showed some things. Washington coming off the bye week is a little concerning for me, which I guess Oregon's coming off a of bye week too. So uh, they're both coming off bye yes. week, even Phil. So right. give me Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning in this defense and Bo Nix against this Washington. I think they're going to try to control possession. I don't think they're going to try to get this into a shootout. They're going to really kind of take what Washington gives them and wa- force Washington to come up and play tighter coverage so they can take their deep shots that they like so much. So give me Oregon plus three. Uh, that's fine. I'm taking Washington minus three. I think uh, I, I think Oregon's really good. I think Washington's really good. I, I just like Washington a little bit more. Um, and the, I don't really know that I can say why. I, I, just, I just think I do. I, I think these are two really good teams that are pretty similar. Um, I think... I think people maybe are a little higher on Oregon because of what they did to Colorado. Now, I don't necessarily think that that's something to beat your chest too much about if you're Oregon, but obviously was a great win. They dominated that football game. No doubt about that. But I I like the Huskies here at home. Um, If this game was at Oregon, 
because I think Oregon at Autzen's a very tough place to play. And, and I don't necessarily think Washington's that tough of a place to play, but I just think it's an advantage that Washington doesn't have to go to Oregon. So I, I think that's where I'm going to lean, and I am going to take Washington at minus three, Dalt. And uh, with that, those are our, our six game picks. Um, Dalt, do you have a super dog this week? Um, I do have a super dog this week. My super dog is going to be the uh, where I just had them. Uh, my super dog is the uh, California Golden Bears plus mm. thirteen and a half at Utah. I looked at that one and I I I, I thought I kind of liked that one myself, um, but I am actually. And, and I guess Superdog doesn't have to be a huge spread because that one's not too big. But I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Florida Gators, Dalt. There are two point dogs to South Carolina who I, I just don't think is very good. And uh, maybe I'm insane for doing this, but I, I think I think Florida might go in there and beat and beat South Carolina. So I I am going to take the Florida Gators as my dog this weekend. So real quick, Dalt, to recap our picks you like a&m plus three and a half i took tennessee minus three and a half you like kansas to beat oklahoma state cover minus three i'm taking oklahoma state to cover at plus three we both like north carolina minus three and a half we both like oregon state minus four we both like usc plus three and then you like oregon plus three i like washington minus three and then i will lock in your super dog as the california golden bears at plus 13 and a half against uh utah and i'm going to go ahead and take down the florida gators as my super dog um dalt do you have a uh, do you have a least surprising do you have uh, do you have something that would be least surprising to you this week um my least surprising game would be um, if, hold on, I got it right here. If the, uh, my least surprising deal would be if, where'd it go? If Caleb Williams has, f- uh, four more touchdowns against Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty safe bet coming off of, uh, what was not his best performance of his career against, uh, Arizona. But, uh, oh man, Dalt, this is tough. I, I've honestly been pondering on this. Um, I'm going to say, actually, my, uh, actually, no, I'm going to save that for my least surprising or my bold prediction. My, my least surprising is Alabama Dalton. Um, I'm going there again. They're 19 point favorites against Arkansas at home. I, I think that Alabama is going to murder Arkansas at home. This I weekend. would be inclined to agree. Um, so with that, Arkansas, do you have Arkansas a, can't score. No, I, I think that's going to be ugly. Do you have a bold prediction, Dalt? My bold prediction is that uh, Auburn goes into Death Valley and beats LSU. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I am going to say... My bold prediction is going to be, and I, I feel kind of bad because this is not not necessarily, I'm not going to chalk it up as a win, but I think the Syracuse Orange give Florida State everything they want 
and more this weekend. I, I think Florida State just I think they're kind of sleepwalking right now. I looked at that as my I, super dog. I, I think Flor I think Florida State's just kind of sleepwalking. They got through that tough early schedule. And uh yeah, I, I like I like Florida State to or I like Syracuse to to give the uh Seminoles everything that they want. But Dalt with that, uh, neither of our teams play this weekend, so we're not gonna we're not gonna touch on Oklahoma and Texas. We we can't uh, we can't be hurt this week, Dalt. They, they can't hurt me. They yeah, can't so, hurt me. So, but I do with, have to eat this shit for a week, an extra week. Right. So, yeah, you got to let it marinate a little bit longer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad Dalt, for Houston. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Dalt, uh, with that, we. Again, I'm going to say it again. We may be back for a recap. May not be. That's That's been very difficult for us to get on the same page on that. But with that, I don't have anything else. We will uh, we'll be back when we're back for another episode. And if you don't got anything else, Dalt, I guess we're out. Hey, don't forget to cover the flats. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cover 2 Podcast, please leave us a rating or write us a review. Tell your friends about the podcast and help us grow the show. You can find episodes on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. Just search the Cover 2 Podcast and you'll find us. If you want to contact us or be a guest on the show, we're on Facebook, X, Instagram, and TikTok as the Cover 2 Podcast. You can also email us at cover2podcast2021 at gmail.com. We appreciate all of you for listening and supporting our show.